0: I bought new glasses today. Um, oh yeah, they were the most expensive thing that I've bought in so long, and it was supposed. You just to, got LASIK. I should have no. I think Maybe that would have been much be, more expensive. Right? But I, you know what frustrates me so much is like how often um, I, I'm caught by things where they 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 they, they said that it was going to be like ninety dollars and it was a deal for the eye exam, which I haven't done in a long time. Which was the really important thing was getting the new prescription. Um, and, uh, it would be like $90 for that and like a cheap pair of glasses. So I was probably just gonna get the, do the exam, get the new prescription and then go to like Warby Parker or something like, like, like sure. online or something like that, get yep. new glasses. So I don't know how, but like, I was just like, I'll, i get the, the lens or the, the frames and then it's just like. Yeah, good job. But the the lens are the thing that's going to murder you here. Yes. So then it's like so so th- just like anything else in this world where it's just like don't worry this experience is it's like this is this is like any sort of thing. Uh hey, we've got I've got uh Ryan Kirby's paintball expo and you, all the paintballing you want. It only costs $40. But the paint actual canister like the actual paintballs will cost you 100 so only 40 dollars to get in will give you a really shitty gun but 100 dollars for those bullets so you're gonna have to spend like way more than you thought originally so that's what ended up happening to me i was like i'm gonna walk in i'm paying 90 dollars. i'm getting my new prescriptions my eyes got so much worse from the last time i oh, checked boy, them out so you needed those glasses oh most definitely mm-hmm. like i i i struggle to see normal things, like people without glasses, even with my, my huge, thick, thick, uh, lens people are like, I, I can't see, um, address, like addresses on houses, um, and stuff All like right. that. So, so and that's people, a and non for Yeah. For, for my work, especially. And then non glasses wearing people are like, have to show me what the, what number the addresses are. And it's like, I'm wearing big, thick frames. And yet, like, I still can't see as well as you.
1: Yeah. I I don't think I'm doing another set of glasses. I think that... I I was planning to get LASIK before COVID happened, and then COVID happened, so I never got the chance to, like, uh, pull the trigger on that.
0: I've heard good things about LASIK overall, but I know you need to re-get it done over, again, every some sort of years, because then it, like, fades. But I'm also... I also have always heard some things that might be um, anachronous, but uh, the... I've heard that you've had to you have to get your eye sliced open um, um, and be awake during it, it and all this kind of stuff. I think no. that
1: you're hearing like some wives' tales from big glasses. Oh yeah, probably some
0: big glasses wives' tales. You're right. Or like people some who make or, contact with or Orby Parker himself or herself. Yeah. I'm not even sure themself. Um, themself. Uh, uh, has like a, a a network of rogues that they whisper. You know, uh, they they uh, they they cut open your eyes and then they drill holes into the corneas that's how they do the LASIK I hope that I, I hope think you're just well. like
1: discussing something you heard in a cyberpunk trailer maybe <laughs> well you know cyberpunk was supposed to come out today I know you
0: were off for it
1: I, I took off uh, today and tomorrow uh, for it uh, and I didn't play any cyberpunk today well
0: that's what you get when you let your heart win
1: but uh, I took off three weeks from today as well, which is the new alleged release date for Cyberpunk.
0: Alleged in bold quotes.
1: I believe it. I mean, it's got to come out eventually, right? Oh, you know, maybe. It's, it's gold. They, they've got the gameplay trailers is out. It, it was also kind of, a, I don't know, there was... I, I wonder what it would have been like if it released today. Like, I wonder, like, apparently... I mean, they could have released it for PC, right? The the main thing that they were doing is they were optimizing for new consoles. Yeah. So I don't have one of those.
0: So weird. That's like a world that I just cannot get. In. And I, I hear people at work and through the, the network of webs, the internet, that are um, excited and try, really desperately trying to get a ps5 or i don't i actually don't even know what the name of the xbox one is the x-
1: xbox series Se- and then there's the series? series yeah xbox series s and xbox series x that like they're
0: already doing something right in that very second that's like enjoy telling that kids will enjoy telling that to their parents in the holidays because that is just awful and confusing but and
1: they're like, yeah i got you the xbox one x no, this no. It's a series X. The, yeah, I know. Like you have to uh,
0: literally anything. Like I don't care. Like Xbox Cockroach or Xbox Monolith. Just
1: call it I, something. like... I think like, we've talked about how badly their names are before. Do you remember Xbox? Uh, do you remember Windows Nine? Well,
0: what, wasn't there no Windows Eight? Which was the yeah. one where they there was there no was,
1: there was no Windows Nine. There's no Windows Nine yet yeah, because they
0: went from Windows Eight, 8, to, 8 to Windows Ten. Yeah.
1: So we'll see. I mean, Nintendo is i'm i'm looking forward to seeing nintendo's next console which is going to be like the switch u i mean they yeah i
0: think nintendo learned their lesson because of the wii u <laughs> that they won't do that again because the wii u is a failure almost entirely on the name because they didn't they never figured out how to market it and uh like they they are very well aware that uh, their fan that like the, the Wii was a household name and the Wii U sounded like the tablet that you can hook up to the Wii for certain games. And people were like, I don't need that. I already got my what Wii is the bowling.
1: U, like, what is the point of what is the purpose of you? Why did they choose you?
0: I don't know. It's a weird, yeah, a universe. I don't know. It, it i i don't know it's that's a weird it's every, everything about that the console naming stuff is weird i don't know if there's are there different skews of ps5 because i there's got to be one yes. that's like a diskless drive the, the digital
1: edition
0: yeah. okay there's one that's like all diskless and yes but but that's not as bad like because essentially it's like the, they'll make a cheaper one that doesn't have the disk drive and then if like the ultimate sin happens where you ask for the one that has a disk drive and you don't get the one that has a disk drive then the world doesn't end right there but i'm sure with the xbox ones they've they've created enough confusion with the SKUs that no one will be happy at the end of the day
1: yeah i will say that the series s which is the smaller one it's cute that's a cute little guy oh yeah oh yeah what is it? I'm what is it waiting.
0: like? Good about them, though.
1: Like the only thing that I've heard, I
0: don't know. I, this this is a video game podcast in which we try and figure out what the consoles are because I feel like I've, I've evolved. The I've evolved past this this sort of need for this. Like I feel like people are still in their their uh, physical bodies and that I've ascended to a different plane. Uh, of of PC gaming, and I, it's not to like it's never it would never be to like shit on someone, and like I totally understand liking any console or whatever, but to be like a hardcore enough gamer that you're a hardcore gamer, but that you want to be like beholden to consoles all the time just seems bizarre to me, and especially right now, like there's nothing, there's no games for them, there's really like no. I feel like, like
1: stuff is already releasing though, and also everything that you currently had is upgradable and runs better. And and I'll, I'll tell you this: when I read, on PS Five, but I don't know
0: if that's true for uh, Xbox. Oh, it's, it's
1: even more true on Xbox. And then, but and on Xbox I don't things know. work even the the transfer process of games on Xbox is way more elegant than it is on on PS Five. I had heard
0: that there was still that they were like weren't sure, but I guess now that they've been out for a little while, they got figure it figured out. It's worked and they work out well. The Xbox
1: transport. is Xbox is bringing your stuff over. It's bringing your achievements over. There's like some strangeness with the PS5 one where it's like, in order to get the PS5 to bring your save data over, it has to download both the PS4 and the PS5 versions of the game onto your PS5. And then you can move the PS4 save onto the PS5. But Xbox is just like, we get it. We understand that you had a save over here, and we're just going to move it over here. The last and time I owned a Microsoft console was
0: 360. 360
1: was, was, was great. It was a great console. Uh, so there are some exciting things about the console. I mean, the big thing is like quick resume. Uh, that's what which, they always say. Is, but uh, I... I That's huge. That That's fairly
0: good I that is important overall because those are the kind of things that um that frustrate me with consoles is like I already have my PC open and having like a faster boot and a faster resume and not going through like a menu process the save pro- like all these kind of things like add up to like being lazy enough that it's like I don't want to go through the three minutes of max that it is. Just to yeah. like boot up a console if I already have my PC open and I can just like do that through PC. But um, um, the only thing that I can really understand that is like this is why I am a console gamer more than anything else is controllers. And like I I've heard a lot of good things, especially from Giant Bomb, from the about the PS Five yeah. controller You've heard and, about the
1: resistance. Yeah, like this, like adding sick.
0: resistance to the. To the sticks and stuff like that and having all these like different dynamic things to do like i do love that idea that's kind of cool because I, I can't think of anything else where the game sends a feedback to the controller and changes something dynamically about like the controller that you're holding you know like that's that's mm-hmm. a really cool thing and like obviously for like the most simple things like being able to like pull back on a bowstring and have the controller like the stick tighten Is very very cool and then like loosen the second you like let go that like there's there's some cool things for that and i still do like there's still games obviously that work better with controllers so
1: well the other thing is uh the price right so i've been trying to get my hands on an rtx 3080 graphics card for two months now and i still don't have one and when i finally get the privilege to buy one it's going to be over 700 dollars and that's for one piece of a computer. I I just spent seven hundred dollars in computer parts. Otherwise, so my entire rebuild is fourteen hundred dollars. Uh, you do or... end up
0: keeping it for a lot longer, and it's capable of more things. Like so, it it is. I do understand it's like a worse buy-in, but but like I've I I my computer has lasted like generations.
1: Yeah, of, but I'm just console. saying. I I understand like. I understand where people are coming from when they want consoles, especially if it's the PlayStation five and you get to play demon souls and that Spider-Man, I mean, you gotta go, you gotta look at those. Spider-Man,
0: but again, these are like demon souls. My dog, you can get that on PlayStation three that came out on, but have
1: you seen it? Have you seen it? It looks gorgeous.
0: Yes, I know. I'm the first one to say that like, it looks gorgeous, but it demon souls though. And the Spider-Man game already came out. It's just, like, an additional thing with this miles more off. This is, by the way, that is exactly when I'm like, why do you want the new, like, why must you get the new, like, PlayStation 5 now?
1: Which is me. Because it looks great. Because I, yeah. I want things to look better, right? Like, I want a graphic, I want a new graphics card before, like, Cyberpunk comes out because I want those silky frames. You're not going to get it, though. I want those silky frames. I've got, I, I have an order in. Uh, through Tiger Direct, and they sent me a letter in the mail that said, like, we're really sorry it's taken so long, but as soon as we get one of those cards, y'all get one of those cards. Nice. I'm like, alright, I, I appreciate that. I gotta build
0: my PC from the ground up again.
1: I still have my eyes on the NVIDIA subreddit, and if another card appears in the wild, I'm jumping on it. And I'm yep. going to get it earlier. And then I'll just get the second card and I'll just sell it to oh, you. Or yeah, something.
0: I'll buy it. I'll buy it after you in a second.
1: Whew. Uh, man, but I, I mean, one of the fun things about, like, upgrading your computer is it is really exciting just to see how older games run. So I, I also totally understand people who want to buy a console and then just be like, you know what? I'm going to load a Borderlands 3 again. And see how that's running. And, and also, it works that all of these games that are, you know, getting ported to the new systems, like Borderlands 3, are also releasing new content, like right as these new systems come out. Uh, so, I've been playing Borderlands 3 on, on PC, actually, because they just released new, they released a new mode uh, called Arms Race, and they released a new skill tree for every character. So, Arms Race is kind of cool, and I do want to just, um, shout it out because essentially what it does is it creates like a kind of roguelike mode where you start off with no abilities and no guns and then you're climbing up the like the weapon tree again where it's like you're getting white weapons again and then green and blue and purple because it's like at some point in borderlands and in all of these loot games uh there there comes a point where you just ignore a ton of the a ton of the stuff on the ground, right? Yeah. So to have a mode where that kind of matters again is pretty cool. And the rewards... And you actually get, like, uh, you like legendaries as a reward for doing the mode that you can bring out of the mode. So wanted to give that a quick plug because it's pretty neat. And also the idea of adding four new subclasses to that game, where it's like... Th- that's creating more than four new builds because the way that, like, you're mixing and matching... Uh, those subclasses with, with what's currently in there is pretty cool. It's, it's too bad that the best looter shooter um, that exists right now is also the one with the worst humor. Um, but one great thing about the new Borderlands updates is that now you can skip cutscenes. Oh, well, that's good. So that's a big change because aside from the gameplay, uh, fuck that shit. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean. And I
1: think it looks good too. I do I do like the art style.
0: I was recently reminded about how much I hate everything that I hear in Borderlands and I was going back to like look at cutscenes and in-game dialogue of like what is Handsome Jack and some of the other characters that people are like, "Oh, these are the characters that I would hold up to be like they work pretty well or whatever and like these are the the characters that are like massive and important in the Borderlands universe." And he just, like, says, like, like, unicorn dildo shit and stuff like that, where it's, like, that's amazing. I don't know how you, like, your your team of writers is, like, they're all grown up, or you just get them, like, you just go and abduct children from, like, a high school or something. I don't know how you get these people, but... It's
1: like Rick and Morty, but bad.
0: Yeah, it's, like, yeah, like, like sure, like, it's, like, the worst... It's, it's like, the... the I guess it's, like, I, I don't really like Rick and Morty that much, but it's, it's like, the without,
1: without it's the... all imp- grit, no wit.
0: Yeah, without, like, the, the actual, like, witty elements that make it a good show, like, the, like, pickle Rick. It's, like, you, like, miss the point of it and it somehow are, like, a super fan without actually understanding it, and you just, like, want fart and burp humor. So that's, like, that's what I see in that series. It's so unfortunate. It really is because, you're right, like, the other other looting there's so many like looting games in general um and like i know you've been playing godfall but there's so many like looting uh games and like loot has become such a primary driving factor for uh like so much like what of what they're the way that they're dragging the carrot on the stick like the reward that they're giving players is more and more like these loot upgrades and but Borderlands always did the best job with it by, uh, you know, allowing it to go crazy and like getting these like bizarre mathematical equation guns um, rather than like Destiny that has to uh, put it, they, they balance the guns within a PvE and PvP framework and can't really make anything that's like just out of control that the way that like borderlands can do something just absolutely insane. Yeah.
1: In borderlands, you can shoot a sniper rifle at someone and then their head explodes and becomes a volcano that starts shooting fireballs at all the other enemies. Or you get a gun that like you throw it and it just like ping pongs between enemies, like hitting them while you use like your other kit, you get like, Rocket launchers that like suck everything together. Like every exotic item in Borderlands is like doing something that no other item could possibly do. And in Destiny, it's like this is a gun that shoots faster in the second half of its clip.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of them. It, it's like 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 so. A lot of the exotics are are more increasingly um, interesting and wild. But yeah, mostly you're like and and, and in general like you're your moment to moment, like most of your kit, like you can only have one exotic on your armor and one exotic on your gun, right? So you have, you might have, so even if you have an exotic gun that is a little more wild, you have like, you know, two more staple guns that are just like literal more gun. Like they're just like numbers. They fire at a certain rate. They deal a certain amount of damage. They're not doing something like crazy outside of that. So,
1: yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about loot games. And we already, you know, talked about, We already mentioned Destiny. We already mentioned Godfall. So I'm going to start with Godfall because so I've been playing it. Um, Godfall is a PS5 launch game. It is by Gearbox. uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that, but and it is on Epic Game Store for PC. So it is the kind of game that they
0: would make, right? Like Gearbox. That's Borderlands. That's like Randy Randy Pitchford and that's right. That's weird because yeah. that game just does not scream, you know them, but
1: yeah. So it is a, it's like a very graphically shiny, um, sort of like fantasy magic. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you call it, high fantasy. It is a sort of high fantasy, like knights and magic, Warframe, yeah. Uh, where essentially it is loot driven. You are equipping one of 12 Valor plates. These are your classes. Uh, and they are going out, and they're killing a bunch of dudes in some really beautiful, really shiny environments. Uh, and I, and uh, that's that's pretty much what you're doing. You're just killing things, and the, the colors of loot are green and blue and purple and orange. And you pick up the ones with the better colors and with the higher numbers, and hopefully find some synergy. Um, And I will say that this game actually plays, like, super well, and there are some super cool systems in it. So some people will roll their eyes when they hear, like, okay, so it's a game that has a light attack and a heavy attack. So what? But they're doing some really interesting things. So whenever you deal, like, damage with your light attack, uh, you're filling up, like, a white bar on the enemy's health. And then when you hit them with a heavy attack, it consumes that white bar and does all of this damage. So the idea is that you could like hit them with like combos and then do like a heavy attack as a finisher that'll deal like a massive blow. Uh, then there's also the fact that every all the enemies have this uh, like a breach gauge. So think about it like almost like a stamina meter, where as you hit them with heavy attacks, you exhaust them, and then once you fully exhaust them, you break them and then you can finish them. And there are also some characters and builds that are based around the idea of like, after you get one finisher, uh, then you could do like a spectral finisher and like dash to another guy. So you could start like chaining like finishers together in some pretty neat ways. Uh, And then there's also sort of timing attacks where it's like if you hit a light attack and then you wait, and then you hit a heavy attack, then it's gonna do this. Um, So that's pretty cool. And also they drip feed these Abilities to you through a skill tree So you're kind of picking and choosing uh, Which way you want to complicate the combat systems. So I I thought that was all really neat, but the 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 sort of um, and also the boss fights are actually pretty interesting and pretty challenging but I, I think where it fell apart for me is once I started getting some legendary weapons and I realized that they weren't actually Doing anything cool
0: okay
1: so kind of the issue that i had with like destiny or something where i just felt like and and this is it's worse than destiny because i felt like okay so this weapon and and maybe an example of this is uh whenever you kill an enemy they explode and deal uh poison damage to people nearby and it's like, okay, so there. this is kind of cool, but what it's doing is it's just creating a numerical boost, where it's like, in this instance that I get boosted Earth damage and I'm exploding and doing AoE, it's not creating a new gameplay opportunity when I equip this legendary, and that's what I want.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask looping. is, like, like um, it didn't review that well, but I kind of wouldn't understand why, because... It, it kind of reminds me of like, just like I, if you look at the, you know, what path of exile is in a lot of cases, I could imagine um, someone coming to it and being like, this is like bad because you're supposed to go through the main story. And while you're doing it, it's really not that fun because it's not as much about that. It's more like building towards playing stuff the, the, the end game and replaying stuff um, and some of the more insane uh, loot that, that drops. So, if the game, it, like I, it didn't review. It seemed like it didn't review well because people didn't want to, didn't like the repetitive nature of like replaying stuff, which I think is fine in loot games. Um, yeah, but if the loot I, isn't, I, I
1: love, I love replaying things. Mm-hmm. I'm that I'm 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 the audience for this game. Yeah, if the loot because... isn't
0: like is just numbers, like how like is there a lot of gear you don't have like that kind of path style of like you don't have anything that's like interacts with poison right? It's not like. Um, You kind
1: of do. I mean, so there's actually, like, the combat system is, like, super deep. But one thing that is kind of a bummer about it is that every character is operating on the same skill tree. And all that your valor plate is really giving you is it's giving you some passive abilities and then, like, a super ability. But it's not like, okay, so since you're playing as Typhon, you get access to this water skill tree. But what it's really doing is it's like it's giving you access to uh, your ability to summon water sentinels as your ultimate and you deal um, additional type of X damage or you, you deal additional damage to like chilled enemies.
0: They're just chill, so goddamn chill.
1: But the characters, I actually, and maybe it's because I have bad taste, but I actually think the char- like the models and like the like your playable character, Looks really fucking cool. (laughs) I I, I had seen a lot of this
0: like moth woman that looked bizarre. I I
1: think they just look great, and I think that like looking this game is like just a joy to look at, and it's actually like super fun to play. Um, The story is so fucking stupid, where it's like there are hardly any characters. It's like you are trying to stop your brother from ascending to be a god and in order to do this you are talking to a floating head in a in a temple that looks like the, the, oh my god it looks like a, a character from the power rangers yeah where zordon, it's like your, or whatever. your best your best friend is zordon and a faceless blacksmith and you're just like talking to like it's an unskippable dialogue with this like head that's just like you have to stop macros. You have to collect the water sigils and the earth sigils. And there's, like, I'm fine if you don't put a story in. But don't put, like, this really, like, trite, like, lifeless garbage and then make me listen to it. Yeah. Especially when it's like, I just want to go do your, your beautiful, repetitive, fun game. Like, let me go do that. Don't make me talk to the Seventh Sanctum or whatever her name is. Uh, but the game does look beautiful in motion. But it's just like, once you've tried out all of the different weapon types, so there's like spears, long sword, great sword, hammer, uh, dual blades, they're all really cool. They play really differently from one another. Uh, but every spear is a spear. Every hammer is a hammer. And if, if this game were $30, I, I could wholeheartedly recommend it. Like, even if it's just like to play through the campaign, but for like a, a $60 game it, in this economy.
0: In this economy. When you <laughs> in buy in glasses economy, that expensive, like you don't have money. In this economy. You don't got extra money you to get, spend when you buy glasses like that.
1: When you get only $1,200 from the government, I'm not going to spend. Is that 5% or 0.5%? I'm not going to spend 5% of it on Godfall when. The exotics aren't changing the gameplay enough, even though I do think that the moment-to-moment gameplay of this is awesome. It's great. Uh, And if you're looking just like for a hack-and-slash game to kill time, and uh, you're fine with it being like repetitive, and you're not... I I think that if your expectations are low... And and that's one thing that that I um, am am happy about the reviews for is I went in with low expectations and I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised because I was like, this game is not a six. This game is a seven. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't hate I it. it. I don't think it's terrible. I just wish that the loot were more interesting because if it were... And if maybe there were like some meaningful activities or even like a, like if this game had like if, if people said good things about the end game and were like there's gonna be like these crazy dungeons or there's gonna be like this like a daily heroic or something, like it or even like a hub, if they tried to make this game like less like what it is, and they actually tried to make it substantive or like more warframey or like something where it's like you're in a space with other people. I don't know. If they added shaders to the game, I could see this being uh, pretty cool. But there's there's something missing. I too. wonder if
0: it'll ever get, if it'll get that kind of launch support. But you're, but actually, the more you mention those kind of things that it's, that it's lacking that I didn't even know, it feels like that's a bad place to be. Like th- th- It was like when Destiny was doing all that stuff and had its growing pains and people wanted it to be something more that it wasn't at the time. It still had like you know, like, PvP and Endgame and Vault of Glass came out pretty shortly after to show people, like, what the future could be like and, uh, like, you know, dailies and a hub world to show off the stuff you had. Like, those are all so basic. And even then, the game was bare-bones. So the idea of it being, like, like, like wondering what would come afterwards, like, I don't know if it would be substantial enough to make it, like, a a games-as-a-service kind of game that, like, is going to keep getting... The kind of updates it would need to like sustain a life to sustain a community
1: it's a good foundation the the combat system is good like whatever engine is powering the way it looks is it, it looks cool I, I think that the when it becomes a free-to-play mmo it's going to be great um so we've also been playing some destiny um in destiny 2 beyond light Yeah. is this year three or something of destiny 2 I'm not sure, but uh, my my hot take on this is that this is the worst piece of content that uh, has ever been released for Destiny. I think this is worse than Vanilla Destiny 1. and I think it's worse than Destiny 2 Vanilla. I think it's worse than uh, Fors- Forsaken. I think it's worse than uh, all of it. I think that this is the worst piece of content, and this is the worst that Destiny's ever been. Let's discuss.
0: Yeah, I really I really wouldn't disagree with you at all i it's kind of confusing because i haven't seen sort of like the community outrage that i would expect when i'm playing this game i'm still kind of playing it uh, um a little bit and trying to find out what i'm even supposed because it feels like there's something missing in this really weird way um it's it's such a like the, so it it's it's got a, such a cool idea like it's the this is the beginning of guardians using the darkness like i I was actually watching like I love the destiny um world and the the aesthetics and look of everything and I even love just like the dark soulsian kind of way that it somewhat hints at lore and I was watching like the fir- like this like three hour long um lore video that is like fascinating how much like is lore is like in the game that they just mentioned that it's like leads to these like massive rabbit holes. So I just I love there's so much that I love about Destiny and Destiny is like one of my favorite games of all time. Like I wasn't working really while I while the original Destiny came out. I bought a PS4 for Destiny. I bought a P, a, P, a Destiny PS4. Um and uh like I love that game. I had like three max level characters and was like raiding Vault of Glass with all three of them like i was doing every weekly like i was doing nightfall with every single character i was doing everything weekly with three characters like i was living that and i was i was actually like writing for um destiny and like actually making some money i was like loving it like it was it was awesome but so i, I feel like this is, I, I i agree with you i feel like in in all of destiny even when destiny was a by the numbers a worse game that like lacked a lot of the stuff that it has now, like quest tracking and and um, all these, like, more uh, side events and more things to do weekly and daily and stuff like that. Um, it, was, it, it was, like, they... It was because Bungie didn't know what to do yet, and it feels like this is the first time that it feels almost swindly of, like, you know what good Destiny content is, and, like, this is not it at all. And I don't know what exactly went wrong. I was, I was reminded of uh, the Dreadnought, And the Taken King is a piece of Destiny that was like it it was. I I think the all-time pinnacle for everything that I've played because in Taken King, um, there were a lot of in in original Destiny, like very very original Destiny. There's three planets and like there's three diverse. There was three diverse like like worlds and, and. everything kind of looked different. They had you hopping in between these three diverse worlds. And even when they added new content, they'd usually be like, here's a new planet or a new moon or something. And, but you're also going to go back to some of the old stuff and we're going to flesh that out as well. So the just areas felt more diverse. So in this expansion, you're going to Europa, which is like a frost planet around Jupiter. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a frost moon around Jupiter. And, um, uh it's it's very one note it's 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 probably one of the least interesting aesthetic and even like they do a good job
1: putting a plant like just making it like in this like white space of nothingness like saying it's a moon is is a great way to avoid actually building like an interesting landscape and assets
0: it's it's unfortunate too because there's nothing holding them back. Like they they do a phenomenal job. And like the in, the intro to it, I love snow stuff. I absolutely really do. And the intro to it and, like, the overall way the planet looks is great, it's fine, and uh, I love... I feel like they, there's even moments where I'm like, wow, they're really pushing Destiny graphics and aesthetics with, like, early on when you're going through these, like, caves and, uh, of, like, ice and, like, a light is barely getting in through it and the way that, like, the lighting reflects... It just, it's gorgeous, but the Europa itself, especially, like, once you start playing the expansion more, is the most fucking lifeless awful piece of content they've ever created it's all it's it's very white it's there's nothing like i i i feel like on any even destiny 1 like look at the the designs for like cosmodrome or even mars mars is like just like reddish brown right like even then they there were areas that i like remember and they were built up and they had kind of like that same when you're playing wow or something like you you get to know um like Goldshire or something like that, like, where that has, like... Like, it's it's unique, even if they're reusing the assets. There's something unique about it that you kind of put on. And um, I feel like this is the least unique. Like, the areas just don't look interesting. The areas aren't unique. And all of the content is... It's so bare-bones. It, it, it blows my mind how bare-bones it is that, that like, I... Uh, they they have you like redoing like you've seen it all not even by the end of the expansion you've seen it all like halfway through the expansion once you've gone to this area rise reborn which is like the most north north part of the map it's like this vandal um like area vandal like town um and uh or elixiny town kind of thing so uh you've seen it all because even by the end of the the first like the, the actual campaign of it they have you replaying all that stuff and it's brutal I've never seen them like and, and this is destiny right like they're they're famous like Bungie was famous for um, reusing the content and making repetitive content and it's it is it is actually brutal how much they reuse the same content it's it's, it's yeah. absolute insanity it, today I I um, saw like a flag for a mission and I triggered it. Because I was like, I think this is the mission that, like, I have one of the things to go do. And halfway through the fucking mission, I was like, I've already done this before, but it didn't ring a bell. I, I did it yester, I did it just one day ago, but it didn't ring a bell for me because there's so much re- re- repetition. There's basically two areas. There's a Clovis Bray. Factory and Riser. Which is. It's, super, it's super good. Awesome. Yeah, it's good, but like you can't just. Like everything is in those two areas. That's it. Like yes. they, they reuse Riser Born and they reuse Clo- Pro- Clovis Bray. So like you'll be doing like the fifth, t- fifth new fucking thing that you've done. And it's like, is it in Clovis Bray or is it in R- Riser Born? Like you're in these areas fighting through the same content. And it's the most brutal reuse of assets I have ever seen Destiny, Bungie ever do. Like this is this would barely be acceptable these days at like i feel like they've moved the bar so much and this is barely acceptable these days as like a mini content update as like a seasonal thing like the, the and that there is a season and, like, they, I, I guess that's, like, they've they, they moved more onto these, like, seasonal things, which is fucking boring because it's all this, like, yeah, so, it's it's more, like, these, like, miniature missions and, like, go do 10 of this. Now go do 10 of this rather yeah, than, so like, the over. that's what they're
1: doing now is they're actually just drip feeding the content out little by little. So the season just started, right? So now there's going to be some new seasonal content. And all of this is just a way for them to get people to... Like, they don't want Destiny to be like this epic adventure that you go on. They want it to be like this weird episodic thing where you log in every day and look at the Eververse shop and maybe buy a battle pass since you're logging in anyway every day, right, to see... The, the new thing they added this week. I'm fine with a battle
0: pass. Like, I'm fine with these kind of things. I like, love battle I, 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 I never... I don't hate like, battle passes, and it's a great, like... Not, battle passes serve, like, two... Like, multiple phenomenal... Um, re- like, it, they, they, they serve a lot of purposes. Like, first of all, they can be... They're, like, an overall account progression. There's something to work towards. There's also a reset at the end of the season when you move toward, like, the next battle pass. So it's, like, you're always working towards something. Then you can finish off the battle pass and, like... You can slow yourself down for a little bit before a new one comes out and it's like an overall count. Instead of like a lot of other overall count progressions, you might hit like that ceiling and a battle pass constantly being this kind of like a season that goes away and then gets a new season is a good way for you to not only like re-up your subscription to it, be paying more money, but like and give them a drip feed of money but also give you, like, this constant account yeah, progression. Yeah, and, and it's a
1: way that they can sell you something that's not, um, like, maps in multiplayer games. Yeah. Like, this is, this, like, the Battle Pass existing is one of the reasons why Call of Duty 2019 didn't sell map packs. They just... All the maps were free, and there was a Battle Pass that would get you cosmetics if you wanted.
0: Yeah, and, and like, they're doing... A, like, I don't think this is, like, a... a like, it's a pay-to... I don't think that it's a pay-to-win Battle Pass, I guess. I don't really know, like... It's I, a
1: bit more pay-to-win than other battle than in, passes. Uh, than about, other battle sure.
0: passes, yeah. Like, like there's certain stuff, but it's not too crazy. Like, I I wouldn't say that it's, like, too brutal and, and pay-to-win. Yeah, it's
1: mostly but, it's, it gives you convenience, but, but you know. But it sports. is, it is like, just
0: mind-blowing that, like... And, and I understand because, it, like, it, there was a post about how this is what the community wanted, kind of. And I understand, like, that that everyone wants there to be, like... You know, there should be this kind of, like... Seasonal content in Destiny that keeps you coming back, but when but like this Beyond Light be is is supposed to be equivalent to the campaigns of like older Destiny. These like 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 a really fascinating and interesting new area, a decent like six to ten hour campaign that is all new, cool and interesting stuff. Um, Tons of new. Um, aesthetic gear and equipment and stuff in the pool and this like fails on every at literally never at every step of the way like it, it is the most boring area and to look back at like some of the other massive things like when Taken King came out like the Dreadnought is in itself like much much larger and it was this kind of like dark souls thing where there was so much going on there were so many like individual activities and collectibles and things to find and nooks and crannies and like it was just full of these kind of like oh did you know that if you killed this enemy it'll give you a buff and then if you walk over like you have to run across the ship to get to a different area and then like a door will open those kind of things where it's like the community was finding stuff out like months afterwards like it felt so like full of Life And interesting. It was like an environment that was like alive. And this is such like an appropriately dead, like tundra, like frozen environment of like, there's nothing here. There's nothing interesting. You're doing the same things you have done on like, it's it's basically a like a white Mars. So it's just like, you know, you're gonna see a lot of white and uh, some broken down uh, buildings and uh, you'll do, you know, your quests and your bounties and stuff there. Just kill five fallen with uh solar energy and there's nothing interesting to find. Don't worry about it. And even like the loot pool is like it reuses like they keep re-giving you the one set of armor that you see on the the ads and all everything. Like they give you these like frozen looking like, you know, explorer equipment. Um,
1: yeah. So. So the other thing is that there is the introduction of the new subclasses, which is stasis, which is darkness. Um, But functionally, like this being a darkness subclass doesn't really mean anything. Um, But it is stasis. It is ice. And it is, I I mean, unless there's something about it that I don't know or don't understand, these are far more simplified than the other classes so far.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, even Old Destiny had, you know... Like, th- remember the way that it worked with the... There was originally two subclasses, and then they added a third subclass, right? But even the old subclasses had, like, you get to pick between, like, three types of grenades and uh, three types of jumps, and there was all these kind of, like... There was some minor stuff in there, but because of the way that you were even doing these simple choices of, like, picking between the grenades, the jumps um and stuff like that uh that you were also getting like interesting exotics that played off of it um and builds that could kind of play off of it and these are like you said they're very static builds like every actually you know what's what's crazy is that every stasis subclass has the same grenade it's a ice wall um so like there's not so like it's kind of insane that like they created these three stasis um classes and they're they're kind of interesting especially the first times you're using them cuz the the campaign keeps like it's so frustrating while it's happening but the campaign keeps giving you stasis at the end of every mission just to like kill waves of enemies and like you get like infinite they, like,
1: power trip you they like turn you into like a muso character yeah, like you get to go
0: crazy and just like throw out your ultimate non-stop and they're like yeah this is the power space it's gonna be dope when you get it but of course when you get it you don't just have the ultimate up all the time and you're not just like throwing glaives around wild
1: but yeah it's like when you unlock a boss character in a fighting game and they're like a little weenie yeah so
0: um so th- that's there's couple a couple of weird things about it like like uh the the main thing of it being ice is that like you freeze things which is like a new stasis like a new kind of like uh debuff you can put on enemies. Um throughout the campaign I found it extremely annoying to be debuff because like if you think about something that can kind of define this uh expansion it would be this new stasis power is like one of the most important Aspects of the gameplay in the expansion.
1: Well, it's the the key gameplay differentiator. Yeah, like like the the new the new
0: like gameplay mechanic is stasis and freezing enemies and like punching them and like shattering them all and it's cool and
1: and mashing the f key to try to desperately break out of being frozen yeah
0: that is the thing though is that that like when it gets done to you it is very not fun number one and like they made it like like it's like the two sides of this coin is like it's kind of fun to be freezing a bunch of enemies and punch one and shatter a bunch of things but when you get frozen, it is, like, the one of the main mechanics of this expansion is, like, mash to break out of stun, which is, like, it goes along with, like, escort quests and water levels as, like, the things that you're, like, no, don't do that. That's a bad idea. You don't, you don't, know, you don't make something where you mash to get out of it. That's that's horrible. Everyone always hates that. It's like, it's just frustrating. It's like you're just jamming on a button or you have like to set up two buttons to like jam repeatedly to break out. And then you also take a big chunk of damage. You like lose all your shield when you break out of it anyway. So in a lot of cases, uh, I, you just die. Like, uh, like the, the gear that they're dropping for you in the campaign is not raising your light level up that much. So I was kind of ending up fighting lower light level and, Uh, if i ever got frozen during a lot of the fights i had to like perfectly like like do these fights like especially the bosses for like an hour or two sometimes to make sure that i could do it without like ever really getting hit like i could never get hit with an ice ice i had
1: to i had to bind two keys to the unstuck key yeah so that instead of just mashing f i could mash f and g to escape oh um, it should be an auto break. Also, it should
0: be an auto break. Like, also,
1: that's... Did you know that in Monster Hunter World, uh, I don't know if you know this about old Monster Hunter, but monsters used to be able to stun you, and they used to, and then you used to have to like mash shit to like escape from it. And in Monster Hunter World, they removed that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a not fun. I just it, like, said we've gotten better and smarter at this kind of thing. That, that there's yeah, no reason. To, to have this it it is universally maligned
0: there's no one there's no one who's like i love the way that if it that you could be frozen for five five seconds and then for and instead i you you everyone's favorite thing is losing control complete control of your character and then the best thing about it is it's not even like a set time it's that you're having to like furiously jam a key to try and get out. Like, that is terrible. And it's frustrating as fuck when it happens to you in the game. And guess what? Uh, they didn't add any new missions. They didn't add any new maps for Crucible. And they didn't do anything else new with the PvP. No new Gambit maps, of course. They Didn't add a fucking thing to this game. It is so bare bones. And you guessed it.
1: They made they, the PvP much worse. They PvP oh, is
0: getting frozen all the time, there are like people who have like I think like warlocks have like grenades that do this, so like you get frozen on the
1: red. No, it's their, it's their melee attack. Their melee is you sh- you take out a um a staff. Okay, and you that's shoot what. Shoot out freezing orbs, but they just nerfed that today, and now it's awful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it has to be because. So I played I I played like one um I only had it in me to play like one control map and. I was playing and like at least for the minute to minute like for that for that second to second gunplay is like I after so much aim trainer and tons of Valorant and stuff like that I felt awesome like I was like 2v1ing people with the guns and like I was like just nailing shots and it felt like there was a good time to kill and that like even with these basic guns and with like a bad build and no exotics I was doing really well but I spent most like the, like I I was killing like two v one until I ever got frozen and then it was like an instant kill and it was the most frustrating way to go like it, it, when you get frozen even if you jam your way out you take so much damage that like it, it, I, I was watching PvP videos like people will like freeze people emote dab and then when you when the enemy breaks out they just have their cursor on their head so that like the the they they, they, they you have like. You survive with, like, almost nothing. They can just shoot you once in the head. And it's, like, it's so frustrating. Like, it's... There's no need for this. Like, if it slowed, it would be fine. But to, like, the fact that you're just, like, everyone's running around, like, freezing each other and you, like, lose control and you have to, like, sit to wait. To die is the worst. Like, it's already frustrating when you die and you have to wait to be respawned. But to have it be, like, you're frozen and now you're waiting to die to get wait to get get respond is like it's i don't it feels like it's clear that like there's a reason why they didn't add any new crucible maps and it's because they don't give a fuck about it like they could not give less of a fuck about it like they they gave this like crazy pve ability that is absolutely broken and has no place in pvp and they couldn't even be like asked to make it work differently on guardians and just slow them down or something like they wanted to have you have to mash your way and break it out of it and take all this damage like i just can't believe it
1: so it's bad yeah
0: it's it's a pretty bad I, it's sad
1: i uninstalled it already i played through the campaign i played a little more and i was like there is nothing i need here i i actually um uninstalled it to play more godfall it's <laughs> so, so sad it's what, so sad honestly
0: so sad like, uh, i was i was really excited for destiny game i was really excited for loot i love that that lore that universe i was so happy to to like jump back in the the uh game still feels great overall um still looks pretty gorgeous even though europe is just so bland and boring and the the this is the worst campaign i've ever seen this is the worst everything and they the uh loot pool is garbage and at, on top of all this it's just worth saying that they sunset old content like, they actually new, got rid of old like content. That's, new hot
1: term. I don't know. If, is that, like, a, oh, an old WoW term or something? Like, um, I don't know if I've heard that before, but the idea is just that they killed off a bunch of old content. I, it feels uh, like well,
0: this is, like, the time to be, like, you have such a bad expansion. It's, like, it really does feel like the time to be, like, we put new upgraded stuff in all the old content if you want to replay it. Like, there's more for you to do. It just, it feels like I spend all my time on this game... In this like frozen shitland with nothing to do, and it's just this empty, vast, wasteful nothingness. Of, like it's so sad that it that it's turned into this. The, the and they've had they've had so many years. Like there's no excuse for this for like for this to be the way it is.
1: Oof. That's- so that was a big disappointment for me. But but you know what's been lifting my spirits? Yakuza like a dragon. Oh, my goodness. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Have you heard about this? Have you from seen you, this?
0: From you, from Galloway, I think uh, the rest of my Valorant friends are more on Yakuza Like a Dragon.
1: Than- uh, so Yakuza is, is a... At this point, it is a pretty long-running series. Um, the, the primary series has gone Yakuza 1 through 6... And then they made a prequel in Zero. And then they re-released a bunch of them under Yakuza Kiwami, Yakuza 2 Kiwami. But Yakuza Like a Dragon, I, I don't know if they didn't number it. This would be Yakuza 7. Because maybe they were worried that this was not going to be uh, seen in such a positive light. So maybe they're considering this to be a spinoff. Um, but the idea of Yakuza Like a Dragon is unlike other Yakuza games, which are... Um, very like caught like um action combat style, like you're they're like beat em up, putting like button combos, they're beat em ups. Uh, this one is a role playing, this is a turn based role playing game, um, in which the main character, uh, I, his name is Ichiban Kas. Oh my god, I better look that means up. the best. Yes, Yakuza, like a dragon characters. I, I want to make sure I get his name right. His name is oh my god i have to get it right kasuga okay ichiban kasuga he loves dragon quest and because of this he sees the world through the lens of being um an rpg i'm glad that it's dragon quest
0: and they didn't say like it was like um like drake adventure or something like you know they like they they just did it straight up
1: yeah so At one point, he like there is a like just to give you an idea of what this is like, there is a bat, um, a barbed wire bat that is stuck in the ground and his friends try to pull it out and they can't. And he pulls it out. And in his brain, he sees like lightning shooting out of the sky and going into this bat. And then he takes this as him becoming a hero. So then he unlocks the hero class. And from then on, every time that you get into a random encounter, uh, the enemies, like, transform into, like, slightly more monstrous versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to have to keep saying I don't know how much you know about Yakuza, but uh, it is sort of this game where it has a pretty, like, serious, like, primary story but then all of the stuff going on on the sides is like ridiculous and insane but but the actual setup for this story is like super interesting where uh you are essentially the background of this guy is he grew up in like a brothel and he sort of had to like scrap and scrape by in his teenage years um in order to get money and one day he Attacks the wrong person. He attacks a member of a yakuza clan, and as they're getting ready to execute him, he says, "You can't do that. I'm part of the Arakawa family." And then the Arakawa um, chief, like the patron, like the the patron, comes in order to save this kid, sacrifices his finger, uh, and sort of explains, like, "You used our name." Uh, And because you used our name, you would bring shame on us. So I had to come out here and save you, but I hate you. Um, So then he sort of like proves himself, becomes part of the Arakawa family. Things go wrong at some point where the captain of this family ends up killing a rival gang. So uh, Ichiban takes the hit and says, I will sacrifice myself. I will go to jail for him. So you spend 18 years in prison. You come out. And then you are sort of displaced uh, for reasons I won't say. You sort of become like homeless, you become a bum. A- and then from then on, it is like you are trying to rise and go from nothing uh, to sort of figuring out like who you are, to leveling up, to literally unlocking different like parts of your personality and persona, uh, meeting new characters, they become, and unlocking new classes, unlocking new jobs as you start off the game homeless, right? So, you go to get work and you learn new jobs and trades, which in turn are giving you new abilities and stat boosts and all of these things. And also you have, uh, similar to like a persona style, you have personality traits and there are some things that you can only do once like you hit like level four intellect or level four passion. Uh, You're leveling up bonds with characters in your party, you're learning new things about them, you're finding like Mini games throughout the world, all sorts of sub-stories, and it is...
0: Does sound very persona Yeah,
1: It's a very big game.
0: Yeah, a lot and of these I, games are, like, they're so aggressively big.
1: It is, but I can't stop playing it because all of the systems are so good. But there is one thing about it uh, that I found weird so far. So, the combat takes place in 3D space. Yeah, where you're moving around and enemies are moving around, and sometimes this is pretty cool because if an enemy is standing next to like a chair, uh, your character will run over to them to attack. But if the chair is in the way, they'll kick the chair at them or they'll pick the chair up at them to take a swing. Uh, certain moves are AOE, where like if you let's say have like a, a character that can do like a clothesline attack and you target somebody who's far away, they'll clothesline through all the other enemies to get to them. That's neat. And that's all neat. The thing that's weird is that you don't move yourself around. Like, your characters kind of, like, move around themselves as you're, like, choosing what actions you want to take. They're, like, kind of, like, circling around enemies. So that's weird because it could, like,
0: have... It could be, like, an enemy walked out of the way, and now the the yeah, lineup so, is not good just randomly so like
1: if, if you want to yeah so if you want to do like ideal setups there might be this idea of like okay i need to wait for these two characters to line up uh, so this seems almost like there's a piece missing like there was something that was supposed to be in here that ended up not in here it, it hasn't affected me in a like it, it hasn't affected me in like a bad way uh, the way that I see it is just like I'm trying to make the best of the situation that's currently at hand. I'm not going to like waste my time waiting for everyone to line up. I'm just going to say, okay, these two characters are standing near each other, so I'm going to do um, an attack. And and maybe it's just that I'm early on in the game. Things are going to change in some significant way. Um, I'm not sure if that's the case. Uh, but I think I'm on like chapter 4 out of 15. But there are currently a lot of systems uh, that I don't have access to. For example, I haven't been able to change my class yet. And uh, I, in a sort of like rags to riches fashion, I am still definitely in like the rags part of like, I assume at some point I'm going to be building a Yakuza family because I, I think that that's what happens in the Yakuza games. Uh, but I'm not there yet but i'm really excited to see it the story of this game is like so good that if this were like a visual novel or an anime or a movie i would watch it like it is so good but and the story alone is actually like enough to carry you forward because like i really want to see what happens to these characters i want to see characters get like revenge on others i want to see like what are the secrets that are going on behind the scenes here And that alone would be sufficient, but the actual gameplay is so good. The RPG elements of, like, doing side quests, getting, like, a new upgrade, uh, maybe unlocking new classes, like, getting access to a new attack that does, like, this crazy new thing. All of that also is so exciting. And there also is this... um, an interactive element to the combat where when an enemy hits you, you try to like time a guard attack against it, and you can power up your own attacks sort of like Paper Mario style. Oh, wow. This goes really in with
0: what I'm playing, too. Holy shit. Of,
1: of like, uh, uh, you know, I have to, like, mash square at a certain time, or I have to hit triangle at the right time, and that'll, like, boost my attacks. Uh, So that kind of stuff is pretty cool. Uh, I wholeheartedly recommend Yakuza... Like a dragon, I think that it's going to be um, a hidden gem of of this year, and and it's a game where it's like, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know. Sometimes I fall off of games like this. I don't know if it's going to like capture me, but I, I actually prefer uh, this game as an RPG over the over the uh, beat 'em up style that the old ones had.
0: I actually didn't like that old system at all. Like, I, I had played Yakuza, I think maybe Zero or something like that, but I could never really get into those games. I, I think there was, like, one or two Yakuza's that I played, but never really got that far in. I thought like, it was, like, very, very long-winded, and I really didn't like the combat. So maybe, uh, I, I yeah, like, I do like them going towards, like, a uh, RPG-style but, like, timing-based uh, combat. This is That's still long-winded.
1: A... This is still... Yeah. But... But it's so good. Yeah, I was watching, like,
0: I think a giant bomb or something like that. And and it was, like, just trying to see what the combat was. Because I was hearing, like, it was was turn-based RPG. So I was like, I got to see what that even looks like uh, in action. And it was, like, the hour-long video had, like, I think one uh, instance of combat.
1: Oh, my God. But it does get to the summoning, which is hilarious. Uh, There is, like, so your character picks up this... um, like flyer where they think they're going to use it to like call in a girl like a companion like an escort because it's called pound mates. So they call up pound mates and this like super beefy jacked dude just comes out and he's like, "Oh, pound mates is a service where you call us and we help you fight." So That's good. You're in the middle of combat, and you like get out your phone, and he does like a summoning like thing where with his phone, where it looks like he's like casting like a seal or a spell, and then he like presses the button, and this guy comes like barreling down the street with like these two giant maces for hands, and uh, it, it is it's terrific. That's pretty good. The game has so far like it has like so many heartwarming moments, where like like also this game like humanizes homelessness. And like, like the way that they treat like homeless folks in this game is like really interesting, and has actually made me like consider like the way that I think of homeless folks. Uh, and also, there are moments where you are running into adult babies who are wearing diapers, and do you think differently is, about is them? that kind of game where it is just like. This game is super funny and weird and also serious and touching. Mm -hmm. It it is, it is this Yakuza Like a Dragon is the full spectrum of human emotion. Wow. So, what have you been playing that that this is reminiscent of? I was
0: playing Indivisible. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, I was playing Indivisible. I've been wanting to get to it because I just, I always love the art style and I bought it while it was on sale for like, I think $9. And I really wanted to get to. Uh, play a little bit it's from I was just I was just reading about this uh, uh, from Lab Zero mm-hmm. which is the Skullgirls people the I didn't Girls. I didn't know that they're yeah, yeah. defunct in 2020 all this the studio quit over abuse claims from uh, the owner Mike Z, Zymon um, so yeah, yeah. so you're not getting another one of these but uh, it's crazy what how much like love was put into this game it's really it's really unbelievably impressive. Like, and especially if you can find it for the like the low price that goes on sale, it's it's really wild. Like, I I, I got into it really. I wanted to get it because of I like the art direction and I like this that what I was seeing from the combat. But it's even more impressive, and I'm kind of shocked at uh, as and I I heard like about how many characters and stuff this game includes and how many like equipment like it includes. But I, I guess I'm jumping ahead of it. So. This is a, like, it's not really... It's, like, a semi-turn-based RPG, but when you're not doing that, it's a, like, action side-scroller Metroidvania. And it's 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 doing a lot all at once. And it does it very, very well. Like, I'm surprised at how well it it does a lot of these things. Um, The combat is one of the most crazy things, just to um, uh, start off with that, is, like, you get this, like, there's ma- this massive cast of characters, and they just keep adding them, like, constantly. Like, they just keep throwing more characters at you. And the characters are so, like, unique and delightful and fun. They all, like, live inside of the main character's head. Like, whenever she meets someone that says she'll join them, she- they go inside of this, like, inner realm that she has. that's like a... Like a Pokeball. Yeah, kind of like a, basically like a Pokeball. So, um, it, it, even, like, the, this is the, in the very beginning, um, this, like, her like the very first part of the game, just when it starts off, it uh her village is like burned down, and this this like horrible murderer that is there to like kill her gets in a fight with her, and then uh like is sucked into her head and becomes your ally, and they, like even f- just that that very initial thing is so wild because like he's such an interesting character, and the fact that like he's living in her head and has to is like forced by this kind of like magic to fight for her, but hates her and like wants to get her caught by his, like the, this like emperor. And like, so she, she starts heading after his, uh, uh, like this, this whole army to like stop them down and kill the emperor for destroying her, um, town. And that's kind of the, the, the impetus for everything. But like, it's kind of wild to have like the first character that you're with is an antagonist is like a horrible person that she hates. Um, Mm -hmm. So the way that the combat works is pretty wild. You have four characters on screen at the same time and uh it's kind of like a fighting game. It's really weird. You, so every character is controlled by uh on on uh without a controller, it's WASD um in in that kind of like exact shape that triangle pattern and uh if you have a controller then it's like the A B X Y. Um and hitting that button for, corresponds to that character so your w for example for the wasd is the character like that's on the top you know so um if you every character has like a unique move set too and you're comboing them together it's like really weird to get yourself around the way that the combat works it's like I, i i haven't been like i've had some problems with combat or like i've lost but they never set you back that far but it feels like there's, like, infinite possibilities, and I'm just not good enough. Like, I'd have to, like, sit around with, like, a training dummy to, like, practice some of this shit. Because um, characters not only have, like, stuff like healing, but it's all tied to, like, pressing up or down. And, like, your main DPS people will have, like... Like, uh, like Ajna has, like, a slide for her low button. And okay. and pressing a neutral button hits it neutrally. It's the most damage, And then pressing the high button is an overhead or a juggle. So... Enemies will even, like, fighting game style block. So there'll be,
1: like, lows and highs. Yeah, there's lows and highs. And you Mm -hmm.
0: have to, like, actually, like, break their guard by doing, like, an unblockable, like, a low-high at the same time or just, like, mixing them up with different, like, low-low to switch to a high or something like that. And the way you block for your people is by hitting their corresponding buttons, too. So, like, combat gets a little bit, like, tough to really wrap your head around, especially when you're thinking about stuff like... Okay, so for the first character you get, this this enemy antagonist guy, his down button is like so you so you'd hit down and w to do a taunt and increase the next damage and then w neutrally is that's just the way he starts out. It would be like a a lot of damage and uh the high one uh up and w would be like an overhead that can also juggle. So like you're getting used to the fact that like you have this b- increasingly large cast characters they just keep adding stuff to you and you're having to like get used to the kind of like i'm gonna do a slide attack with ajna and then an overhead attack with uh this with this other guy and uh, then i'm gonna heal with this other character and then i'm gonna do a like ranged attack and then you have to like you you have to do it quick enough to be hitting them all at once because if you let if you drop it then you drop a combo and it does more damage once you get to like 10 hits um, and some enemies, like you, only deal damage when you're like juggling them. So you do stuff like hitting them up in the air, and then having other characters time, like juggle combos, like Tekken juggle combos. So it's really wild um, how much they do that. And then there's a Metroidvania element to it, where like the enemies you see on the outside world, um, like they can hit you yeah, and so, bring you. So, so what
1: to- is that like? What is the what is the outside the combat situation? It's um
0: it's side scrolling. It's kind of, it's it's kind of like very it's very it is very Metroidvania. In that like you're you one of the first things you get for example is you get an axe and the axe makes it so you can jump up high and like slam the axe into a wall and then jump up even further from that so it's a tool for like getting up higher but it's also a tool for like breaking barriers so there's like parts of the world that are, that have barriers and and the axe can like break through but it also does a lot of damage so if you see an enemy in the world then you can start combat that way but it's even crazier because you get like a bow as well that does all these that ha- that it ha- similarly has all these different like both environmental and exploration uses but also for starting combats and you can combo enemies on the outside to do more damage for where for once the battle begins like the actual turn-based stuff begins so you could, you could do, like, hit them with an arrow and then jump and then, uh, like, hit them up in the air with an axe and then, like, juggle combo them. And then when you finally get into the actual battle, um, they'll have, like, less health because you did a combo to them. So, like, they're... So, really weird. Like, a lot of cool ideas all at once. Um, uh, I like the story. The characters are pretty unique. Um,
1: so let me ask you a tricky question. Why do you think that this game... Uh isn't very popular. Why do you think that it um, didn't score very well? I see that on, on Steam it's at like 75% review, positivity, 78% on Metacritic. Do you think that this uh, reflects your experience so far? I
0: don't know. It's it's so hard to say. I, I was I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why does it... And, like, the game is so gorgeous and it's so unique. It's so insane. Like, the, the, the depth of the combat system, like, I, I was finding out, like you like tiny individual tweaks of like how technical and like how much agency you of a player, you as a player have in, in the combat. And the blocking is similar. Just like, like I said, like you said with the accusers, like you kind of like block time with the attacks and they're so like the timing is so stringent. It's like this like, kind of like perfect parry window. If you do it perfectly, then you don't take that much damage. And if you don't do it perfectly, then you lose some of your like ultra meter. Um, so I, I think that the game is like I can imagine some people just falling off because of how kind of like tough it can be um, and how it kind of like it's one of those games where as you're playing it, you're like, man, there's so much like that you could be doing and I'm not doing it. Like, I feel like like I'm not like like I'm like having fun sometimes in combat when like things work out. But then half time you're like, damn, I like cannot wrap my head about how uh, th- this weird twister style of like. Up W down A down D up B like up up A S like stuff like that is like just starts to get insane. Um, I the only like I was watching some reviews to be like why why this isn't this game more um remember well, like, isn't remembered yeah. well like and there's this this massive like I feel like a lot of the, a lot of things that people would think about when they're when they would think about like their dream RPG as a kid or something is like. This You know, the, the combat is fun. The combat is like all timing based and unique. And uh, there's you as a player get to like create these crazy combos with these characters and build these teams. And the, the, they're always giving you new characters. So you never stop. You never do that thing where it's like it's fun to get that new character in your team and see what they do and how you can fit them into the teams and like rpgs but like this game is just doing that like constantly with like i think like 30 or something unique characters it's, it's, it's insane like how they're just always giving you characters like everywhere you look um and the music is great and everything's voice acting and the story seems pretty good and the art is fantastic and then there's a metroidvania side scrolling thing on the outside and it's like doing so much the only real like major complaint i really heard was like that in midway through the game a lot some of the enemies get very like tanky and like i i'd seen that kind of like early on too is like it's kind of frustrating when some of the combat is like if it's like a two minute long minor encounter you know like like some of the combat is long in the tooth um for for you just to be like just like a random enemy on the outside yeah. that you're like
1: grinding you away their health path, traveler oh yes some of the fights did i ever play like Octopath? 25, 25 minutes on like a trash mob i know and then
0: like what what is the metacritic of individual versus octopath traveler because th- that is but it in in indivisibly you're like one of the reason why some of it one of the reason why i can imagine some of the health bars being so high is that you are like you allowed to do crazy things as the the player character. Like, you can devise these insane combos of these juggle combos and it does more damage if they're if the enemies are being juggled and it does more damage if you keep the combo going and don't drop it. So it almost feels like the game is asking a lot of you and it doesn't do a phenomenal job teaching you that. Like it almost feels like they should Um, early on be like, let's stop before we give you too many characters and let you get your bearings and, like, do a combo practice or, like, really, like, force you to do something right um, so you can start getting, like, the the hang of it or maybe if there's, like, a little bit of a combo window or a higher parry window. It's like, the game is very unforgiving with these kind of things, but it does let you, usually when you die, you just, like, restart from, like, just before that fight and it's never like you're running back a really long time. I don't know, mm. like entirely why. It's only somewhat uh, like I, for for Steam. I could say that like kind of a minor problem is it runs kind of weirdly, and that whenever I try okay. and tab out, it crashes my computer. That's a pretty bad thing. Like consistently, Do you
1: think you're gonna stick with it.
0: Um, so far, I mean, so far, I have no reason not to just keep playing it. I I really love the characters, and I can't believe how unique the combo are, uh, the the combo system, and like the 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 uh actual fights are. So. The, what, the first boss you fight is a is this like spider boss and it keeps going you you're doing the combat on the outside this is just like to give you like example of like how insane this game gets is that you're doing that combat and uh the you have to learn the spider boss's techniques and like the spider boss attacks with like an arrow that's slightly delayed so you have to learn like the delay and how you block it and you have to uh use the characters you have and like you really just get, like, wailed if you don't hit the perfect block. So you're really having to, like, perfectly block, learn the spider's abilities and everything like that, and uh, do the best job you can with that while doing a lot of damage and, like, learning how to do these juggle combos. And then when you hit to different breakpoints in the boss's health, it'll go away, and then it starts, like, jumping up, and then you have to, like, do platforming segments and um, fight, like, spiderlings in the the open world, in, like, the side-scrolling world, and then, like, do and then you're like so you're doing like a side scrolling boss that then goes back into the time, turn based boss so like there's crazy ideas here and like I, I feel like there's nothing like it it's very cool um, I'm a couple hours in so uh, that is invisible. Yeah.
1: Part of me feels guilty for spending like sixty dollars on 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 Godfall, where it's like I oh, I like part of me feels like I should play it because I spent the money on it. But then the other part of me is just like, cut my losses and just play Yakuza, you know, mm-hmm. because my solid state drive is only so big. Like I can't hold every game on it, and and my life is only so so That's big. The I can't That's the thing. That's the problem. Play all the games. I can't play all the games, and it's like I could play Godfall or I could replay Neo, which I just bought for fifteen dollars.
0: Yeah, I don't. You know what's insane? Indivisible is seventy-seven on metacritic and octopath travelers 80 like i just don't even understand it i don't get it like i it, there has to be something like i have to like read more reviews to see what people's problems is with this game because just playing it is like this is a such a unique step forward in this genre like i like the writing the main characters like like is really interesting and uh, all the sub characters are super interesting the writing is great. Then they have this like wild, highly high skill ceiling technical combat with like perfect blocks and comboing and so many unique ideas. And then Metroidvania on the outside, it's like they're doing so many things and they're they're jumping between them so well. It's it's so weird that it's like it's it's this like 77 percent rated game, you know?
1: Yeah, no. Oh keep I, going, see if you keep liking it. Yeah, I Maybe wonder that. if
0: I'll fall off. I don't know. This like, look it look it looks really good, and I love the characters, so I'm loving everything. Hey, that's going on. Re-
1: reviews, am I right? Yeah.
0: Reviews. Um. So you know what I've I've also been playing is Ghost Runner.
1: Ghost Runner, huh? Interesting. Yeah,
0: that's uh. So that's an interesting game, and uh, I'm a couple hours into that as well, and that is, uh, you can play this for free as a demo on Steam, and it's out on like everything. I saw it's like out on i think also indivisible is out on everything too but um ghost runner is a they call it a first person slasher um is
1: it, is it like hotline miami but first it's person? it's very
0: much that's the way i would describe it so the so like the main thing that you're doing in this game is you are a like cyborg assassin um that uh is running through these like uh 3d platforming Worlds where you're doing a whole lot of wall running. You're wall running a lot. So it's
1: Mirror's Edge plus Hotline it's, Miami. It's
0: Mirror's Edge and Hotline Miami, where you're, where you, you have, a, you only have a sword, and you never get a gun, and you're gonna do your enemies are gonna, you're gonna walk into, you're gonna, well, you're gonna wall run into a room, and there's gonna be a lot of enemies set up in a, a kind of multiple different paths you could take throughout the room to be wall running, and you have to avoid ever getting shot because if you get shot, then you have to restart the encounter. But you immediately restart. Like, there's no real punishment to that. You just, like, immediately restart no the encounter. Is there
1: a load, or is There's, it like, no
0: load. Like, you just hit R. Oh, yeah. You just hit R, and then you're back. Uh, there's no load. You just, like, reset at the very start of the encounter. Um, so that's good. Like, everything about this, like, I would I would recommend playing a demo to get the feel for this. Because I think it's like, it's, like, a $30 game. It's short uh, overall. And um, it's not, like, this massive experience or whatever. Like, but... It plays so well and they've got so many cool ideas but it really is very much like hotline miami where you're gonna like get these encounters where the enemies are split up and you're trying to figure out how to like almost perfectly do an encounter and there is a lot of actual like player choice like in fact like having retried some of the encounters a lot of times um i'll start going like a different path through the room or trying to target a certain enemy first or figure out, like, the best way through it. So there's a lot of choices you can actually, like, make as a player to get through these, like, different segments. Um, but uh, it is kind of, like, hotline where you have to do it, like, perfectly. Like, you like you, you, you can't ever get hit once. Uh, there's no, like, the, like, there's no life. So, like, you immediately restart if you get hit. So you're having to, like... Like, once you get through the encounter... It's like having died a bunch of times and then figured out like I'm gonna run here, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna kill this enemy. This other enemy shoots, I dodge it, I kill this. Enemy. Like you get you get like a perfect um, kind of like run going to be able to make it through the rooms. Um, but yeah, like I said, like there's like really no like punishment. It's really quick to just like get cool. back whenever you fail. The platforming stuff is good. The the rooms are good. They've got like they're all like really creative rooms. Like you're you're I'm always happy when I'm like done with these segments because I'm like that was such a cool unique like twist like every area within in any individual mission like kind of gives you enough twists to be like they, they they create new mechanics and start playing around them and it always seems pretty cool so it's a really neat okay. thing and for 30 dollars and you can play a demo of it it's like why not and it, it there's a very good like visceral feel it's like one shot once you slash an enemy they just fucking explode into blood and guts and uh it's just it plays really well like like, it feels fun to be like wall running and like slicing people in half and like getting this like perfect run through this room where you just like feel like a badass once you finally master it
1: so it's a really cool game so speaking of tearing through uh did i hear or see that you played some teardown
0: oh yeah i did play teardown i played teardown is pretty small um and i think there's only like four missions in it right now like it's definitely one of those games where like it makes sense to uh wait for when it's out of early access but it's it's so funny and so ridiculous it's the kind of game that like i think people will really just like boot it up and then not know when to stop playing it because um you play as part of this like it's like kind of like this like so like a minecrafty kind of like voxel-y looking world where every or, or like a noita you know where like every um everything is uh being simulated like it's all these voxels that are that are of different materials that are being simulated and um you start out and you're working for this like destruction company and um they are like not doing well or something and then someone's like you gotta like this house and everything's very shady like it's so funny the way that the story is working where it's like y- like you're on the news afterwards for like someone broke into this uh construction yard and just demolished a house illegally for no reason and like you're hearing about these like horrible things that you're doing like destroying facilities and all this kind of shit but like the main way it plays is like you basically are like get a mission to go into a sandbox area where you're given some sort of task. One of them is, like, collect these computers, um, and one of them is, like, just demolish, make it so that the house doesn't exist anymore. And you just start out with, like, a sledgehammer, but you are but you can do stuff like get into a car and drive it through a wall and uh, just start sledgehammering away everything and, like, take a propane tank and, like, throw it at a wall and explode it or set stuff on fire. Like, you could do so much crazy stuff. So you're basically just, like, destroying a voxel built sandbox
1: all right i can get into that
0: yeah so it's, I'm gonna wait. it's I'm got gonna a, wait. no reason not to wait till like when there's more there's not a lot in the game at the second but the actual like tearing downs of things feel really good i don't know if your computer is better but my computer can't handle it when it gets like really insane because you get to a point where it's like it's just voxels strewn about like you've destroyed yeah, houses of are... like
1: yeah, I mean, my old computer slowed down in certain parts of uh, Noita, and it's because it's just, it's it's very CPU heavy, where it's just like running so many calculations. Yeah. on the way that like different materials have to react and how the physics have to work.
0: That's the thing, right? Um, it's like every voxel, right? so like once you're breaking these 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 houses down, is like every you have like a ton of this material all broken down, all interacting like physics based so it gets kind of insane it would like kind of like bog down a little bit
1: but now i bet it would be just fine for me
0: yeah because i feel like this is the type of game where like you need it not to chug like you want it to be like you want to see in all those frames as like a part of a building comes down and collapses and breaks apart when it like that's what you play this game for so when it starts chugging it's like uh, that's not great that it like hit 10 frames while that wall came down mm.
1: yeah Ooh, those are some video games i guess so you see that cyberpunk gameplay trailer i haven't Ooh, it looks good it looks good i'm excited it reminds me a lot of fallout new vegas and i, and I bet people are going to be surprised by how like uninteresting the gameplay is I, i'm prepared for the gameplay like the shooting to be like clunky and weird but for it to just be nice to look at and be in an interesting world and make player choices and go through skill trees
0: i I, i'm so interested to see what when this game comes out like what the general reactions to it are because i feel like when anything gets this big like i i I think we're saying on the other podcast but this feels like the most overhyped game i i almost ever. Like I don't I can't even think of another game where it's like non-game players are talking about Cyberpunk in a way that is like to me bizarre because um it's it's not Call of Duty, it's not, you know, they it, it's weird that it's like got such mainstream appeal and I'm seeing like I see like bus stop ads for like Cyberpunk and stuff like that where it's like this is probably honestly more of like a niche game. Like this is like CD Project Red that's like famous for The Witcher series but those are niche games like and and people know the witcher and there's a netflix adaptation and stuff like that but of the, the that and
1: there's a book too but um all i know is that this is a game that i'm gonna like i can't speak for the general public but
0: yeah i just feel like there's it's gonna be weird to see like i think when everything gets this hyped, like there's way too many people have gonna are gonna have way too many eyes on it and because of that like you're you're gonna get the niche audience that's gonna love it and then there's going to be a lot of people probably that are going to be like this is not what i thought this was i don't even know what they thought they were expecting though hmm we'll see i know it's weird those are video
1: games right i guess so. any other video games i think those are all the video games except for the ones that we play all the time that nobody needs the genshin to
0: i've been playing a lot of genshin there's a new event in genshin and i got a new character that's a cool dude who switches between using a bow and melee and it's really neat you put on a debuff yeah. When you use the bow, and then when you use melee, it does an AoE. It's very cool.
1: Yeah, nothing new going on with uh, Valorant. They didn't patch anything, nothing really happening. So it's just the same old Valorant, which is good enough for me.
0: I know. I hope that they're they're talking about doing, like, a big... Like, the 1.12 is, like, all stability and frame rate and... I mean, the
1: next patch is... The next, uh... I mean, the big exciting thing comes out... uh, You know, the next act, right? Or was it episode? I don't know.
0: In 54 days?
1: Something like that. 54 days. So that's that's the the big exciting one. Uh, I've been playing Apex. Nothing too crazy new going on with that. I'm like... I think I'm like level 58 in their Battle Pass. With the Battle Pass being like 100. I've been playing a lot of that game.
0: I watched the new American Horror.
1: Oh, yeah. The the one
0: that's... 1984. It... Then the, 1984 is, pe- without a doubt, period, the best American horror. i will checked that. There has there has ever been.
1: It, you, watch the you watched them all. You watched like the, the only
0: uh, one I haven't seen. Ball. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Hotel, and I haven't seen Asylum. And I know you like Asylum a lot. I haven't well, seen you asylum. haven't
1: seen Asylum.
0: I haven't seen Hotel, and I haven't seen That's Asylum.
1: Crazy. Well, you don't take my recommendations anyway, so I understand. That's not true. Well, you didn't watch uh, the Good Place. That's fine.
0: I know. I like. It. I'm. I'm watching. I was watching Boys, and then I watched uh, this. But I'll. I'll watch the. Yeah. I'm
1: watching. I'm watching uh, the Boys a bit as well.
0: Uh, I'm almost done with the second season of the Boys. I gotta. That's that. I should just get out of the way. I should just finish that.
1: You gotta. You gotta finish one thing before. But, you move but on. American can, Horror
0: Story, I binge watched it entirely. I went the entire season, just like. And basically one setting like it is so good and it has that classic American horror story where it's about one thing and then it kind of changes a little bit uh, midway through and you're thinking like in a lot of other American horror stories they don't get it back once they change it. They're like they have an initial great initial concept you're loving it in the beginning and then they kind of don't get back to how much you loved it or how much hope you had for it. And it kind of, like, all weirdly, like, falls apart a little bit in the end. And you're like, well, you know, all things considered, it was good. But this is an awesome season. Like, it is phenomenal television. It is so good how many cool twists and turns and different characters and how deep the characters are. And even when it does its kind of American Horror Story-style twists that, like, change everything, it it still is phenomenal. It's awesome. It's really good.
1: I liked Roanoke. I thought that one had some... I think Roanoke
0: had great twists. I would say that Roanoke was my favorite before that because I Roanoke was uh, for I, I me like the one of the most like graphically violent and like the spookiest kind of things
1: that. I feel like for me it was just that Roanoke um, did something so unique, where it was actually just like I, I feel like it really moved the series forward and. Well, in y- sort y- of the y- how so? Because I I,
0: I, f- I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember. Like I think it's cool that they have an initial plot that's like the fake retelling of it, and then they have the real characters go back and how like that how the insanity of the fact that like the initial part that you're watching is a
1: st- big spoiler, but yeah, who's it's too old. Yo, no, that you isn't
0: guys. that isn't a spoiler because that that's right away. Like they they, sh- they, they 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 there's different characters that are explaining what happened in the house and then the ones that you're actually watching and like i think right away they get into explaining that it's like a schlocky ghost retelling um show that like talks about this uh but but yeah that's awesome i'll have, that's, to,
1: uh, I'll have to check that out i finished uh bly manor uh the haunting of bly manor what is that i, don't, I can't deal with spooky
0: stuff i feel like american horror story is not as spooky
1: the Haunting of Bly Manor wasn't very scary. It was, like, supernatural. It is a ghost story, but it was um, it was a very touching and heartwarming story by the end of it. It was very sad. Uh, but if you want something that's straight-up spooky, ooh, The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. I I didn't want that. So good. I, I, I think that a lot of... um, it, For some reason, a lot of horror stuff is just, like very trite and very simple and it just exists to like scare you so when things like hereditary come out and they're actually like oh
0: god i love her really
1: really good like films or really good tv that are also scary that's that's like super surprising and i feel like the haunting of hill house exists in that space where it's like it's not hitting you with like cheap scares like the whole the point of it is not to scare you the point of it is to tell a really good story that happens to be a ghost story. Yeah. So that's Hill House, and bly Manor is similar but less scary, more like touching, more of a more of a romance story than a ghost story.
0: Yeah. I could try the bly House one, but I, I yeah I don't like scares for the sake of scares, and I also don't really like pop out scares. Like I like I love Hereditary. I don't do well with stuff that's that scary and I kind of like was recommended it not necessarily as a horror but also for what it does more as a drama um yeah but, but the hereditary is still like I still remember some of the scenes in it like the the non there's a couple pop outy kind of things that are scary but some of like the grotesque stuff is I I still remember like the yeah some of the ending that yeah. near the end. You know, yeah. with the chase yep. and everything. Yeah. Yep. that I know. That I remember. It. That I'll remember very well.
1: I would say check out Hill House. It's the scarier one, but it's uh, it tells a really good story. It tells a really really good story. Oh, I always like spooky things. Gotta check it out. Uh, the, th-
0: that's video games.
1: Do you, you want to talk about Rudy Giuliani's like hair dye dripping down his face? Oh, really? That happened? That's so funny. Did you see that? Oh my god. It's the grossest shit. I got to I got to show you this. Thanks it's, everybody. It's not as gross reform. as what
0: he was saying though, I think no, about them so trying to steal the election and it's just like yeah,
1: it's even like the, even even though
0: they're getting everything thrown out in the court and it's you know the like I was watching this like I've been watching this unfold and it's so terrifying obviously that all they're they're doing is just constantly the, the just sowing so much doubt in, I know it's it's in, uh, in, in this so
1: it's going to actually ruin the country. It's really going to
0: ruin the country because now we have to deal with the fact that for the next four years, everyone's going to be like, "Not my president," because the election was stolen by Democrats. And it's like, even when the liberals and even when Democrats thought that that uh, Trump was like, some of the election was like, kind of was there was interference with Russians like making memes and sowing doubt and doing all this kind of shit and then there was the comey letter and all this kind of stuff you still accept it like the the votes were cast like I never accepted I never said that like and those votes
1: also that like Hillary won the popular vote Yeah.
0: Like... Yeah, like she won the popular vote and you accepted the fact that like she lost the election as a whole but there there were like you know there were these horrible dumb circumstances with with the with Russians and Comey and stuff like that that didn't help but the votes were cast and she lost and that was it and like it, it, they it was frustrating to be like it was even dumb when when I heard people being like I'm this isn't my president like the Trump not my president kind of stuff because it was like no, the problem is that he is your president and like now we have to deal with what the consequences of that are. But the fact that like now they're like I saw a bumper sticker today that said stop the steal like we, I live in a kind of redder area. So that's not that crazy, but the fact that, like, there's enough sloganeering around it that it's, like, a very well-known thing that, like, almost whatever it is, 43% of Americans are like, yep, Democrats openly stole the election despite the fact that there is literally no proof and, um, like, our own, uh, like, Republicans have run the elections and it was Trump's own, like, Dominion software or whatever that uh, was a part of... uh, the election process and all these other kind of things. And even then without a shred of fucking proof for the next four years, it'll be like this the, the, there is democracy will be just thrown into cast into doubt of like, is there a real election coming up? And then what happens after that? You know, like what if they don't get their way yeah. again? I don't, I don't know. Like, and,
1: and I'm sure you know this, but uh, they withdrew everything. The final lawsuit where they're just like, okay, this is bullshit. Like the Republicans withdrew it and Trump tweeted we withdrew because we won. Yeah. It's insane. It's anyway, really scary
0: how much he's going to burn down this country as he leaves too. Like he not it wasn't bad enough what he did for 4 years in the most catastrophic presidency that has that we have ever seen, but the fact that he's going to walk away with like the match lit in the White House is just it's classic Trump. Honestly the worst fucking human being in the world. If he rots in jail it won't be enough. It would never be enough.
1: Yeah, I think that um, Republicans, like, really have to denounce him. And at, at some point, people have to say this was full of shit and Trump was wrong. Yeah, and, like, we they... they... And, and at some point, they have, they're have they obviously going to have to cast, like, some negative light on themselves because they were complicit. Yeah, the right? only
0: way it gets back, it really is, like, Mitch McConnell and... It, ironically, with all the, the you know the bullshit going around with the election stolen, it's like Lindsey Graham is calling up Georgian, uh, like Republican senators and, and mayors and shit saying that he, that like don't count these votes and shit. Like, so they're, they're like, and then they had the whole stop the, the vote and then start the vote like thing and different in Arizona, they were like count the vote in Georgia and Pennsylvania. They're like, stop vote. Stop counting the vote. Like they're those, these people were actively, his fans were actively apart part of trying to steal the election and threatening workers. And yet they're like, well, democracy was like democracy failed because Democrats stole the election. We have zero proof. And every bit of proof has been thrown out in court for being baseless and just like hearsay. And yet you played a part in a failed attempt to stop democracy by counting some votes you wanted and not counting other votes you didn't want. And yet you're going to say that this election was stolen. It's really, just a mind boggling sort of mental gymnastics that these people play. But I guess if you're like a QAnon follower, then you are already used to like just the most Olympic level mental gymnastics that could ever be required of any human being, just the absolute most insane person.
1: Yeah. It's too bad that we live in a world where we get to see all of this stuff because part of me also just eats, eats this stuff up just like seeing all of these idiots like, but 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 then i remember that like i i don't get to enjoy from just the sidelines because they these exist people live in my country and they you know are enacting laws that are going to affect my life
0: yeah i mean like qanon supporters got elected to the senate right like that's insanity like the, like the the like these if if the even if this is denounced even if openly republicans were like uh like Lynn graham and mcconnell were like yes trump is absolutely insane i'm sorry like i played second fiddle to him for this long and there was no attempt to steal the election and like let's look past a sordid part of american history and like i'm sure they'll try and play their like cover up of like oh no i was good i was trying to do good stuff but you know you had to kind of pedal to his insane whims and wills but even then like You will have this massive contingency of the GOP voter base that is like, I believe all this crazy bullshit about Trump, and they some of these people are apparently are already being elected into senator, and like what the kind of ripples that that sees in the future for like just zero trust in American democracy is absolutely insane. Is like it is like his damage he's done to this country is so far reaching even before all this election denial stuff. And to see how, like, this really could be, like, people are like, this is the beginning of like the Civil War, and it's like, it very well could be. It really, really could be. You can imagine a Civil War coming where, like, 43% of the electorate thinks that the election was blatantly stolen from them, but with literally no proof in reality, and... The news news sources that they listen to and the president they listen to will not do anything to change that is insanity. Like Fox is still I was watching at the gym today. Fox is still talking about um, like they were talking about the Rudy Rudy and everything and that uh, they had their opening statement for how this election is being is like is all this fraud that being committed. And it's like we're down to the wire like the the states are going to ratify like the results within next week. So like what will happen then will like, there's no proof for it. So they can't fight back on it. So I don't know what, will what these insane zealots will do for Trump. Like it really does feel like there's a good, decent chance for, for violence. So,
1: yeah, I mean, let's see how it goes. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully they're just all,
0: they just, you know, all bark, no bite. Hopefully this is the kind of thing where in, in 10 years, people are like QAnon. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was crazy when America was like that.
1: And it, and it sucks because like Joe Biden is being like so chill about all of this. Like his his last tweet is just like wearing a mask isn't a political statement, it's a patriotic duty. And it's so weird that people have like politicized so much shit that isn't political at people. all. People, that's fine.
0: I mean, Trump did. Like it's ins- it literally is insane to me to this moment that like wearing a mask was politicized. Like, I I, I I truly believe that like and I've said this before, is like I, if Trump was like, oh, only pussies and liberals use the toilet. Real men just shit like dogs outside then oh. then they would in a fucking day, you would see like just everyone shitting in their lawns and it would be like, What is going on? Because they will just do whatever it is like any sort of reality is just created out of out of nothingness and ascribed like a political different. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand how, how like normal shit could be becoming like, bre- like they could, he could politicize breathing. Like it's, it's absolute insanity that people would be like, I don't want to want to wear a mask. Even though it's such a simple thing you can do. Your oxygen level doesn't lower. It's not hard to breathe in a mask. All these kind of things have been tested. Whatever. Bada-bing.
1: All right. I'm gonna that's I'm gonna it for this political that that's podcast. A, that's a good
0: podcast <laughs> that's a podcast for sure
1: and if you think that the election was stolen, then uh He'd a biggin'. don't he, he's your president <laughs> don't don't even at me about it because I read so much of it already that I don't need to hear your your tale about why it is. Uh, Again, so
0: it would be so weird, like, I I think we did this in the last podcast too, but like, imagine being like, what, who is this fan that's like, I will listen to 150 hours of this completely, like, off the rails, uh, non-professional, non-advertised anywhere podcast, and then they get to this part and they're like, motherfucker, I'm a huge QAnon supporter, you lost your fan, you lost your one fan. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: Uh yeah, what, what was the? I'm I'm trying to remember what happened recently that I thought was funny. You know
0: what? You know what I was? I, I just I, I I hope that it's like McCarthyism. Like you remember in school they teach about McCarthyism when uh there was like the I think I believe it was like a senator McCarthy was like you know did this whole thing where he was just calling everyone a commie and he was like and he had this whole red scare where like this person my my enemy is a communist and people were. Like really believing it and really insane. and it is looked back on in American history of like of like there's literally McCarthyism is a is a word for this like fraudulent style of like creating baseless accusations in your opponent in political like warfare kind of. So I'm sure that like I my hope is that it, there we return to some sort of decency and both like a shared norm in this country where there's a, a, sh- a more of a shared reality than there is right now and that. They look back on this Trumpism of this... The same kind of, like, baseless creation of facts and... Uh, whatever. Maybe. It's a weird time to be alive. Right? How, what happened to him, man? Like, he was—he is such a, a hilarious mess. Like, I feel like the nation is just watching him get more, de- more and more demented as time goes on. It's absolutely wild.
1: Someone has something on him.
0: I know, <laughs> really? I oh, of, my God. Right?
1: I can't believe...
0: I feel like someone should have been next to him like Rudy your 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 like hair dye is running all over your face and this is your national attempt at like trying to continue with this voter conspiracy bullshit.
1: I feel like Rudy Giuliani just needs like a person near him who tries to make like an assistant but their only job is to make him look less disgusting and they're just like always standing next to him
0: it's this woman like, behind him right now even though she, in like, this this shot you sent there's like a smiling younger woman behind him that like does she see that his hair is bleeding but
1: maybe she just is like this is what you fucking get yeah really for making eyes at me all right this is the WTDG oh Podcast. What is the deal with games? WTDGpodcast.com on Twitter, at sign WTDG podcast on all of your favorite streaming services. You can download the episodes right off the website, baby. It's that easy.
0: And it's that easy to go listen to Ryan Galloway and Bumpers' Pop Songs 2020. We use the intro and outro. You can get it. I nailed it that time. Um, and you can find the, and that's where you're going to go. You're going to go to YouTube. You're going to look it up. You're going to give them the views. And then from there, you're going to take that. You're going to click on that link in just below the video. And you're going to go and you're going to buy yourself one of the nice, uh, bumper shirts. And you're going to get one of those bumper, uh, records.
1: And because we thank them, we don't get a DMCA. Is that why? Hmm. We send the thank yous and we direct people to their stuff, and in turn, we don't get DMCA'd by Michelle's people. I hope.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we'll see how that works out for us.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, go check that out, though. Keep it
1: sleazy. Take it sleazy. What what is take it sleazy? Take it sleazy. I don't. I don't know why that would be a thing. Well, just uh, keep watching TV. You know which TV.
0: What show? Is it place. on a show? Is it on? Yeah, it's a good place. Let's take it swing.
1: Okay.